Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Uh, uh, there's a lot of, uh, lot of debate going on in D.C., a lot of uh, voting and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, surprise people. You know, what, what amazes me is the attitude, Bill, that the media has towards this whole speaker uh, nomination process. They're put out by it. They're, the left, they're kind of giggling and laughing and talking about the Republican incompetence. And the right, like Fox, is talking about how it's doing Un- incomprehensible damage to the Republican Party by having all of these votes. And I'm thinking, what are you guys talking about? This is great. So it's, it's, let it go on for some more votes. This is uh, it's, not the, uh, it's not the first time it's ever happened. It's happened no. a few times in history. Uh, but I will say this. Times have changed. Back in, uh, you know, there wasn't social media. There wasn't right. Absolutely, news Bill. networks to, uh, you know, really take it in. And and the issues that mm-hmm. that are out there are are more uh, immediate, so there, time is is a big factor. But then again, over time, mm-hmm. we've gotten to the point of we've had an ineffective Congress or a manipulated Congress in Washington D.C. Yeah, we have oh. we have the twenty uh, four uh, hour news cycle. And everywhere you you look in Washington, there's a camera and a microphone, and everything that happens is reported. Back in the 1850s, when it lasted for two months, the process, and they had, I think, 100 votes or more, uh, it was long, but uh, you didn't have cameras in the uh, eyes of the the media looking over your shoulder. And and You didn't have instant news, so when you got the news... That was instant. It might be a week or two or three later. Mm-hmm. So, well, vastly uh, different. I think, and I, I again, I think we talked about this yesterday. I kind of, I kind of think that uh, we owe a debt of gratitude to those holdouts, and people are calling them terrorists. Listen, as a matter of fact, I think I have um, a, a piece of audio here. Um, uh, I got it here somewhere in my uh, little stack of stuff, and I can't seem to find it. Oh, that's a darn shame. But I had uh, one of the representatives calling um, these holdouts terrorists. And I'm thinking, how how are they terrorists? Plus, he's, he's a Republican, right? And I'm thinking, has he ever called a Democrat a terrorist? Nope. You know, uh, it, it was, uh, oh, gosh, I can't think of the guy's name. He's from Texas, and I'll think about it, I'm sure, after the show is over. Uh, but I do have Matt Gates replying to be – they've also called him a clown show, you know, the holdouts. And here's what Matt Gates said. People like former Congressman Trey Gowdy, who said he called this opposition a clown show on national television. The former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, has said that you are holding the House hostage. What is your response to that type of criticism? Well, Trey Gowdy would know something about clown shows. That's probably how a lot of us would categorize the Benghazi hearings that resulted in people screaming at each other in a big report, but no real accountability. Uh, I remember the Trey Gowdy who went on your 
our network as a congressman and said that he'd reviewed what had gone on with the FBI and the Department of Justice and that they had done nothing wrong and that actually the American people would be happy of what they were looking at with President Trump. We now, of course, know that to be false, and even Trey Gowdy has expressed regret about that. So I don't exactly take uh, a lot of armchair quarterbacking from uh, someone who, during his time in Congress, wasn't among the fighters. One of the uh, stalwart holdouts, uh, Matt Gates. the guy I was thinking about is Dan Crenshaw of Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, Tucker Carlson talked about Dan Crenshaw and his remarks. Listen. Yet today, Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas, a surrogate for Kevin McCarthy, did. In fact, he did what neocons always do. He labeled anyone who doesn't like a terrorist. Watch. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're, now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. Oh, they're terrorists now. It's hard not to see the connection because over the past few years, pretty much every part of the war on terror has been turned against the domestic political enemies of the neocons. So now they're just coming out and telling you what they told you about Iraq. Either you're with us or you're against us. You're on the side of light or darkness. You're good or evil. Dan Crenshaw went all the way, as neocons always do. He proceeded to go to CNN to call his political opponents enemies of the state. Looking for a little Soviet-style politics? Watch this. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. We will not vote for anyone else but the Carpenter. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Obviously, they won't. But it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. So you may like Kevin McCarthy or not. Both are allowed. But no matter how you feel, you have to acknowledge, if you're being honest, that people who don't like Kevin McCarthy have a reason for that. They have real concerns, real issues. But you'll notice that Dan Crenshaw didn't address any of those, none of them. Instead, he impugned their motives, their character, their intelligence, their moral standing. They're narcissists. In fact, and we're quoting, they are enemies now. Now, what you just saw, as Dan Crenshaw spoke, what you just saw is the snarling face of the donor class. Dan Crenshaw, the guy, uh, he's a neocon. I I was impressed by him when I first saw him. He's the uh, gentleman with an eye patch. And right. um, and he he had a good line when he first uh, made himself uh, known to the public when he first stepped on the public stage, and I thought this is going to be good. But you know he was referred to by Tucker as a neocon, which means new conservative, a, a different right. kind of conservative, right? And I'll never forget when the election ended uh, in 2020, just after uh, the election. The reporters were gaggled around him, and, and they were challenging him. They were saying, well, you know, uh, it was stolen, and uh, the president is going to challenge it. And I, I'll never forget uh, Crenshaw, who's a Republican, kind of laughing. <laughs> He's not going to get in. He's not going to be president. It wasn't stolen. He he almost was taking joy in the fact that Trump had lost, and he wasn't going to get back yeah. in. 
And I well, thought that was the beginning of my questioning what he stood for and whether he was on our side. What you're seeing happening in the Republican Party it might be the beginning of what happened to uh, the Democrats with the infiltration of uh, the far left and uh, the socialist. And this is, you know, our yeah. version of it. So, well, uh, we're moving away from the center on both sides. They're supposed to have a big vote today. My question is, how much longer can this go on? I know the guys like Gates and uh, Lauren uh, Boebert and uh, a few other people, maybe one or two other people, are not going to give in no matter what. I mean, I don't think Gates would vote for uh, for McCarthy under any conditions. So they've got to peel away, I think, 16 of the 20 votes. Right. Now, I understand Boebert did sway over with a deal. Oh, really? She she has? Well, that's that's news to me, Bill. And if that's the oh, case... I was reading the story, but still, they did a vote, and it didn't, uh, it didn't help because there's a lot of, uh, well, out of what they've got there, they still got a lot of people they got to win over. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I, um, I have my doubts as to whether they're going to convince so many of the holdouts to to vote for McCarthy. I don't know how much longer he can go on being embarrassed because you know it is embarrassing. You had they've had 11, yeah, 11 votes in 11 times they've said no to him and it's like how many more times are they going to put this guy up for the same outcome? Well, here's what's at risk though. You've got the Democrats you know, they're snickering, they're laughing, going, ha, 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 ha. But they're also rallying around and trying to figure out, how do we take advantage of this? How do we switch this back over to us that we're the, still the party in control? Even Robert Reich is getting in saying, here's what you got to do. They're strategizing. And at some point in time, we could let it slip through. So McCarthy has got to do the big thing and the right thing. If he can't get it, step aside. Yeah, I agree. We've got to do the right thing and make sure that he understands that or get it together to where everybody's happy. Rhino Turncoat John Kasich from Ohio uh, was on, I believe, CNN. may have been MSNBC. And he talked about maybe we should have a, a coalition speaker. Listen. If McCarthy has the votes, he's been greatly weakened. That's that's the problem here. Um, if he gets the job at any point, some of these what I call obstructionists, they like to call themselves conservatives, I call them obstructionists, could demand that he be removed from the chair. <clears throat> well, if there's one other uh, scenario that would be very interesting, and that is for Republicans, the bulk of the Republicans, to join with Democrats to pick a speaker in a sort of a coalition government in the House of Representatives. Is that likely to happen? No, but in the but in the best of times, it could happen. It would moderate what would happen in the House of Representatives the same way that Joe Biden's going to have to moderate his agenda because Republicans are in the majority. But I, at this point, if it's McCarthy or for somebody else and they pass a rules package, that really empowers instruction, obstructionists to just remove people willy-nilly because... He didn't meet their purposes. That, that's not a, a kind of a leader that has any strength. And if there's anything we need today, it's leaders that have some strength and some vision. You know, it's annoying, by the way. They were running sound underneath him from uh, B-roll. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's television. You know, in television, sound is the afterthought. 
it's always visuals, what it looks like. But uh, the point he was trying to make was they should consider a coalition speaker. And I heard somebody saying it's so true. If McCarthy were to make a deal with the Democrats and say, okay, uh, what what can we do to get the votes we need to make me the speaker by getting some Democrats to join in? Um, that would be suicide, political suicide for uh, right. for him because he, they would never get anything passed in the House because the majority still would be the Republicans and they would coalesce behind the whoever the Republican leader was, you know, uh, and they would just stall everything. It would be a mess. Yeah, and it would, but you know what? The Democrats might want that because even Pelosi's going, well, I don't understand this poor Kevin. Before, just a few weeks ago, she was going, he doesn't know how to be Speaker of the House. He's not qualified. Now it was in poor Kevin. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they they have uh, got their their hands full down in, in the Speaker, uh, in the, in the uh, Congress today. I have a feeling that the deal that they put forth is not going to work out. I, they may peel away some votes, but I don't think they'll peel away all they need. I think they've shown uh, their real disdain for this guy. You know, the, and it's not a, it's not something that he didn't earn. You know, he has vacillated and screwed up and politicized so many deals. He has he has been uh, a, someone that you really can't count on. You know, uh, I think uh, they talked about the Benghazi deal. Um, right. He has messed things up consistently. And now a lot of people, especially the staunch conservatives, are saying, this is our opportunity. We may never get it again. We've got to fix Congress. We've got to make it something which means something. And as long as he's Speaker of the House, that isn't going to happen. So uh, it will be interesting, Bill, to see where where this goes today. They're going to have uh, they're going to reconvene at noon today, which is Friday, right? And take another vote. And I have a feeling it's going to go on and on, much like it did yesterday. Yeah, I think so too. But do you think we're going to have an outcome today, or do you think we're going to go into the weekend with no Speaker of the House? I think it's going to go into the weekend. You know, yesterday, Matt Gates made this suggestion. Listen. McCarthy. McCarthy. Fulcher. McCarthy. Gates. Donald John Trump. Trump. Donald John Trump. He, he nominated President Trump for the speakership. I understand he did it a couple of times. I only saw him do it one time. But Steve Bannon yesterday made an interesting suggestion on his program. Yeah. Did you hear about this, Bo? Um, yeah. Here's what he said. Why not Trump? If you had to be in a negotiation, and even for the people out there saying, I kind of lost on Trump. He's picking bad people. He's not focused. And look, I've been at the forefront of that. I love Trump. But I say, put the golf clubs away. Let's get to work. If you were in a room... And you had, and you're talking about finance and capital markets. You had the toughest negotiation in the world. They're calling you everything in the book. Who around there would you rather have than Donald J. Trump? Who would put the more fear of God in him? Who would they would melt down if you had Trump in there saying, "No, no, 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 no." I think this is the way we got to do it. I think this is the way we got to do it. 
the nation's in a crisis. This is not normal time. In normal times, you wouldn't think of going back to a former president, although John Quincy Adams went back with Speaker of the House. The country's in a crisis. It's a crisis of capital. It's a crisis of economics. It's a crisis of finance. Yes, yes, we have other crises, too. Don't get me wrong. you got one on the southern border. But that's what they're doing. They're going to say, oh, that's going to solve inflation for us. Because here's the problem with inflation. It's too many African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans, lower skilled. They're making too much money. Or, or we can't fill their jobs. They're making too much money. So our solution for that is got to open the border and have it all in. That's a new thing. Immigration, mass immigration, mass amnesty. That's the solution. Don't you think Trump knows how to handle that? Didn't Trump do a good job on that? Did we have these crises when Trump was there? Was there a crisis border? He put it down and would have done more. But the McCarthy and Ryan wing wouldn't let him. The McConnell wing. I'm being very serious here. I'm being very serious here. You want to break the deadlock? You want to get on with it? You want to get everybody paid? Let's do it for 100 days. Let's say the president comes back and says, hey, I'll do it for 100 days. And we'll set the motion. We'll set in motion the investigations. We'll, we'll begin the negotiation on the debt ceiling. We'll do it all. I'll do 100 days. It may be extended after that. But why not? What's your downside? Tell me what the downside is. McCarthy and the established and the ruling class is bringing on this crisis. It's their crisis. I got a solution for him. You want out of the crisis? Let's bring in Trump. You want to end the crisis? Let's bring in Trump now. They don't want to do that because they understand. Not in the room, not in the deal. If Trump's in the room, we're going to have a different outcome on the debt ceiling and the spending. Wow. So that's an interesting uh, idea, and I think it's a good idea, actually. He says, do it for 100 days, maybe a few days longer if you had to extend it. But you'll get stuff done. And he couldn't do it forever, Bill, because he's running for president. Yeah, he is. Uh, but, you know, it, it is a good idea. And 100 days. And that gives us a chance to vet who would uh, step in after him, too, and, and get it down. And, boy, could you imagine what would get done in that first 100 days? It would be amazing. I mean, he's, a, he's not the kind of guy who suffers fools lightly. I mean, he he wants stuff done. I, I don't know that I ever told you the story, but there was a problem in New York City for quite some time, years actually, where they right. were trying to build an ice skating rink in Central Park, right. and whoever had the contract, they kept defaulting on it and not getting it done, and it just dragged on and on. And one, Trump, one day, apparently, Trump was driving by. He saw it. He says, why isn't that finished yet? He said, see if we can get the contract. He got the contract and had it finished in like three months, under yeah. budget, under budget. That's the kind of guy he is, and that's the kind of guy the deep state can't stand. Well, nobody likes a guy that can get a job done because for a lot of people, when they get a contract like that, it's, it's jobs for them and jobs for their family forever. And Trump came in and derailed that train and well, got it done. I, I think that they're uh, – what are your thoughts? Do you think they'll have a deal this weekend? I'm, I'm just curious. Do you think they'll come to some sort of resolution? Well, in, unless they have a – you know, uh, unless they throw – if they threw the Trump thing out today, yeah, I think they'd have a, a, a resolution uh, probably by 6 o'clock tonight. And if you go to Las Vegas, you know, Las Vegas bets on everything, they're betting on Trump. Oh, are you serious? Uh, yeah, it is one of the, look, they're, they're, they, they've got, they've been on everything. Uh, they'll bet. Yeah, they, they've got, they'll see they, they, how long the, 
who will get across at a traffic light? Um, yeah, they do. I mean, uh, uh, and, and, you know, the odds are favoring Trump in uh, that particular scenario. Well, McCarthy still thinks it's uh, it's his to lose. He was walking out after 11 no votes yesterday. 11. 11 times they voted uh, and 11 times he's been rejected. But he walked out. And, you know, he put on this difficult, uh, obviously fake smile. A couple of times in this uh, press gaggle, he gets a little irritated, and you can hear it in his voice. You have to listen carefully. This isn't one of those hallowed halls of Congress. There's a bit of an echo, but you can hear uh, what uh, Kevin McCarthy said after the 11 votes. No, no, I'm not putting any timeline on it. I just think we've got some progress going on. We've got members talking. Uh, I think we've got a little movement, so we'll see. Have you had to walk back the threats of your strip committee assignments we're, from we're these not, members? We're not strip. I didn't make those threats. Was that a mistake to make that threat? I didn't make that Mike threat. Rogers did. Yeah, well, you're saying I made the threat, so let's be very clear. I did not make the threat, and no members are not going to lose their committee assignments. How long do you think this is going to drag out for at this point? Love to know, but we're working through and we made good progress today, so we'll continue to talk. Did your nominee will never vote for you? We're three days under this. This is the longest since the 1850s. Well, I have the longest speech on the floor, so apparently I like to make history. Are you concerned? I mean, you give me, you're giving one member the power to oust you if you're a speaker. That's aren't you going to... That's aren't, the way it's always been, except for the last speaker. I think I'm very fine with that. But you're fine. Does undercut your potential power as speaker? I mean, has, it cut, has it undercut the power of all the other speakers? But it was used so, over John so Boehner. Why, so why would it cut my... We haven't been in this not, position since 1859. I mean, doesn't that inherently mean that you would be a weaker speaker? No. It would only be a weaker speaker if I was afraid. I, I'm not a weak. Are you, are you concerned concern that there might be more than four who will just never vote for you among the Republicans? Um, no, I think we can. Do you are plan you, to go to conference? Are you worried about losing votes from moderates if you give too much away? I, everybody's involved in it. He's got to get there completely. I mean, look, Mr. This, Mr. McCarthy, you, can you, I finish you, his answer first, his question? Thank you. Um, look. This is a new thought we're going to have to have. We have a five-seat majority. So it's not one side's going to get more than another. It's the entire conference is going to have to learn how to work together. So it's better that we go through this process right now so we can achieve the things we want to achieve for the American public, what our commitment was. So if this takes a little longer and it doesn't meet your deadline, that's okay. Because it's not, it's, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And if we finish well will be very successful. Do you plan to go to Congress, Mr. McCarthy? You've been doing this for two months, though. Why did, why did one of these sort it out before January 3rd? Yeah, we tried to sort it out. Mr. McCarthy, do you plan to go to Congress? Thank you for stopping. You know, they'll hand uh, a microphone yeah. to anybody nowadays, mm-hmm. and, and they don't always know what the heck they're talking about. One of the guys said, do you realize you're going to give the authority for one congressman to remove you from the speakership? That's the way it was. Yeah, you know, and, and McCarthy was right. You know, they're going, well, you don't have, uh, you know, you got five people. Well, it, actually, it's it's good to have a tight conference like that because we have to be together. So he's actually right. If in if he doesn't fit into that picture, that's what he doesn't want to accept. He doesn't fit. We got to get the piece that fits into that tight fit puzzle. Up until Pelosi became speaker, any representative could ask for a vote to remove the speaker. Right. One, any one representative. 
She changed it, made it more difficult for that to happen. Uh, and what they want to go is back to that one now. Initially, they had talked five. We talked on the show. They want to go back to five. And, and then along the way, somebody must have said, hey, it was one before Pelosi. Why can't we go back to what it was before Pelosi? Yeah. But the media makes it sound like it's a radical move. No, what the radical move was when... You know, uh, Pelosi screwed up the monkey works here and, and did everything that she did. And there was no was talk of it, though. Woman. There, was huh? no, there was no talk about it. Uh, when she did what she did, nobody said a word about how the rules changed. No, but that's what you got to realize. She made the changes, and she made it for a reason because she planned that she was digging her heels in. I hear women say, that's power there, you know, when they see the women sitting there with their high heels on, their legs crossed. That's not power at all. And what she did is is a grab for power and to hold on to it. And, you know, uh, the Democrats lost the House, and now it's time to take that weapon away. They will uh, go on and on, and we, we don't know where this is going to be, honest with you. Both Bill and I kind of, uh, I think, am I right, Bill? We're, we're both kind of, we don't know whether there'll be an agreement this weekend. Uh, I can't see it happening based upon looking at the body language from the people who are objecting to McCarthy, but they're politicians and politicians well, I can guarantee do the this, thing. If we don't have an agreement here soon, the media is going to whip up a frenzy with the people. They are going to do what the media does. If you look at the January 6th committee, which we know now is orchestrated by Pelosi and you know you've had a cast of liars all the way through yep. that took up all that television time but that was the media sitting there selling this story that wasn't uh, that's what it was mm -hmm. they were selling the story they weren't selling the news they sold a story and that's what they're going to do here when you see going to sell the clown show when you see Fox News which is supposedly to the right some would say conservative. When you see them trying to sell McCarthy so so hard, like, oh, you, I can't understand why they're doing this. They're obstructing. You know, they're doing what the left does. The left is notorious for calling names. They're mm -hmm. terrorists. They're obstructionists. These are just these are just twenty representatives. Twenty what I would call patriots. If you're going to call them anything, call them patriots. They're doing their job, mm -hmm. and they're being vilified for it. Well, that's what a schoolyard bully does, you know, and the schoolyard bully knows they're not in the right, They, but they want to make their point, or they want to sit there and have their way. They throw a fit, and they call you names. Yeah. And that's what's happening from the left. That's what's happening from the media, and they give you that look in the in the camera, you know, and it's like I, I'm seeing uh, Morning Joe right now, and I'm like, oh, no, geez. And I got that oh, look in the face. He, he, he is on the monitor. He's an embarrassment. He, he really is. Uh, Joe Scarborough, you know, for the longest time he sold himself as a conservative. He tried to be everybody's conservative, and it got him to a certain point in his career, especially after Congress. He got a job on Fox News for a while, and he was – doing his show from his home studio in Ohio, and he was trying to sell himself as an all-American, good family man kind of guy. 
And then, of course, he goes off to New York, and he, I guess he divorced his wife, and uh, he got a new sidekick, and I say that figuratively, and <laughs> uh, Mika joined yeah. his posse, and uh, I guess they got married, and he is left of the left. He's gone. He showed his true colors. If he did anything, Bill, is he proved that you really don't know any of these people in Washington. You Do th they know themselves? In other words, well, I'm a conservative talk show host. Oh, wait, the Democrats are in power? Well, you know, I do have those liberal feelings these days. And, and I can make $7 a, million a year. You know? Yeah, you know, money talks and BS walks, and that's what I'm seeing on TV is a lot of BS. Yeah. Walking and talking. Well, uh, th this morning they'll be telling you all, uh, and it's sad, they'll be telling you how terrible it is and they've got to make a decision or they should. MSNBC will say maybe they sh really should go for a uh, uh, some kind of coalition uh, speaker, somebody who will represent both sides of the aisle. Mm. I mean, they wouldn't have said this, you know, when Nancy Pelosi was uh, in office. No, 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 no. They loved having all the power. But if they can get some, a chunk of the power this this time around, they'll be happy people. Um, well, you know, uh, going back to the Trump thing, he might be the best solution. And then I think we have candidates that are there right now that might be a little dangerous to put in on the front end, but immediately behind, uh, maybe Marjorie, uh, somebody like that, you know, got to get their feet wet in the water and get them, you know, get them ready yeah. for it. You know, she can suck the air out of a room uh, better than Nancy ever could. And Lauren so. can, too. Lauren Boebert uh, can, too. Oh, yeah, too. they yeah. both could. Uh, she she doesn't take any nonsense. She, she uh, what do they, she, she takes names, and uh, she, she was uh, a handful for Hannity in that interview yesterday. And Hannity was the rudest I have ever heard him. Uh Hannity, I think, has shown his colors during all of this, and he's never said he was a conservative to begin with. You know, uh, he's more of a yeah. libertarian. He, or whatever. Yeah, he, he, you're absolutely correct. He, he always brags that he's not a Republican. I'm not a Republican. Yeah. I'm an independent, or whatever he calls himself. I, I think he says he's a conservative. Yeah. I think that he could be listed in New York as a conservative. I think that's how he bills himself. But he he's really into uh, into what he's into Hannity. Hannity's into Hannity, and he's uh, into his ego is what he's. And into. that's a disappointment because you know when he first came out, he mimicked uh, much of what Rush was doing, and he did a very good job. And you thought, mm -hmm. boy, another good, strong young mind, and uh, and it was easy to do. You know when you when you had three hours of show prep right in front of your show. And you could listen to him and listen to his attitude and his his uh, feelings about things. All you had to the words, yeah. All you had to do for the your three hours is mimic the same thing, you know. Yeah. But when Rush went, there was no one to mimic anymore. And boy, he got into a, you know. If I hear him talk about mixed martial arts one more time, Sean, please, that's all well and good, and I'm sure you're a very strong, tough guy. But people listen to. Hear what your political views are, and you know they're. And I mean this uh, politely. I mean you're probably a nice guy, but I think that you should reevaluate where you're going on your program and maybe make some changes. Get back to the old Sean Hannity. 
okay? Go back to the guy who is conservative and is a man of the people. Don't start talking about, uh, I, I predicted this and I predicted that. We don't want to hear about you, me, me, me. We want to hear about what we can do together, you know? Yeah. That's just my... Well, I, I think he's a very insecure individual. I think he's a cupcake, and I think he's sitting there trying to uh, present himself as the uh, the macho, manly man that knows everything about politics, and he's none of it. You know, he's a poser. Well, the odds of him listening probably are slim and numb, but then, then again... We do have 260 million downloads. <laughs> 260 million. <clears throat> that was a surprise, I'll tell you, folks. And, it, and we're not laughing at it because it's it's a legitimate number that uh, we didn't make that up. No, and there's a lot of those numbers floating around. So yeah, we uh, uh, it, was, it was amazing. Um, what was it? Oh, today, you know, besides this, and it's kind of a distraction. Uh huh. Uh, but today is actually a very, very important day oh. in uh, political history because not only do you still have, uh, you know, the Speaker of the House vote going on, but there's one other big thing that's going on today, and it would change my it, – it, it can either, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's to my confidence in, uh, in, in, in our nation, or it could sit there – and make me step back and go, hmm. Bill, there's actually two things. I know what you're yeah. talking about, but what is today? Today is the anniversary of January, January 6th. 6th. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but the Brunson case yeah, comes before the uh, Supreme Court today. Think we'll hear about it? Uh, I don't think the news is going to hear about it. I think they've forgotten about it with everything that is going on here. And, you know, it makes me wonder sometimes, you know, is this a distraction from that so that that can actually take place? But, boy, what would happen if they sat there and said, no, they don't do anything except vote on this case? Wow. And Wow. Wait a second. Pull over to the side of the road. What you're saying is, if they vote today to in favor of the Brunson brothers, right, then two thirds of the people in that room that are doing the voting, or maybe half don't count for squat. They they'll be escorted from the building, their credentials will be taken, their keys will be uh confiscated, <laughs> and off they will go. Would that really happen though if the Supreme Court ruled in favor of it, which they've well, indicated who, they will? There's no there's no one higher than the Supreme Court. Who who beyond the Supreme Court has authority? If the Supreme Court of the United States says what they did was illegal and uh was invalid. Well, and you know what? If they do vote for it, which you know, I believe they should because it's true, you know, what the, they would be voting on the right side of uh, the what the founders wanted yeah. for this country. Uh, but if, if that happened, I don't know that the people, the the real power of this country and the world would let that happen. There would be some kind of major thing happen, news blackout, anything that could shut down uh, any focus on that to divert it away. So today could be a big day. Wow. Just saying. Wow. Uh, this 
would have ramifications that would reverberate uh, for quite some time. I mean, uh, to think uh, we should explain maybe to the newcomers to the program. Yeah, yeah, uh, what's going on with this, this goes back to December 2nd, 2020, after Trump didn't, you know, get the votes. Right. I'm not going to say he lost the election. I'm not going to say it was stolen. But he did come forward and say, look, he was still the president of the United States. Now, whether you believe what he said or not, they are, as elected officials, here to defend uh, this country from uh, agents foreign and abroad. And so with that being said, he he invoked uh, the National Security Act, which is basically, he said, there are terrorists amongst us. We need an investigation. They blew it off, which is a sworn wow. oath that they've taken to office. And by doing so and not acting upon it, that in turn made them ter- terrorists. And this is something that just a normal everyday citizen realized and said. And they weren't right. necessarily Trump supporters, from what I understand. No. They, no. Were, they were more procedural, concerned about the process. Right. And, and so if the Supreme Court decides in their favor today, and, and I get the impression it's not something which is going to be dragged out for a long period. They could actually make the decision today. Right. There are no arguments in the case. The case is presented yeah. before the Supreme Court, and they have to rule on the law. And the law says Congress blew it. And the thing that's interesting about these, these guys and this case is that they presented their case to the Supreme Court and the attorney, I guess they have attorneys at the Supreme Court. They looked at the case and they said, we've been waiting for this, but you've got to make some changes. They told them what the changes should be, sent the case back to the Brunson brothers attorneys. They made the appropriate changes and add additions and then sent it back the way the Supreme Court wanted it. Now, with what you just said, we've been waiting for this. In other words, they saw it take place. They knew it was out there. They can't They can't present a case to themselves. Right. Somebody has to bring up the case. So it's very possible that they're going to go, yep, there it is. And they rule that it was a violation. But instead of sitting there recommending, here's what you got to do, they could say, here's what uh, we need to learn from this. So I don't know how this is going to go down. I would like to see it go down the way it should go down and people get escorted out. Not not the cynical side of me, but the simple fact is w- there have been liberties that have been taken in Washington for a long time that are counter to everything of what we know uh, should be. Well, I, I think of it as like a car accident. If you accidentally run over and kill somebody, accidentally, you mm-hmm. didn't mean... To kill that person, it was an accident. But they still mm-hmm. charge you with manslaughter. Okay? They right. still charge you with manslaughter, and you still go to jail. There still are ramifications. And I think of this as being, even if these people just went along to get along and didn't mean to commit an act of treason, I'm talking about these representatives, if the court says you did commit a, a wrong and essentially an act of treason, there should be 
a punishment. They should be removed. Should they still get their pensions for life? Should they still get paid every week? Should they still have the ability to cast votes in the halls of Congress? I mean, I... I well, th- now, now if, if you work for a company mm-hmm. and you have a big-paying job and you had major responsibilities, but you you broke a fundamental rule and the, they call you in and they say, I'm sorry, but we got to let you go. What happens to your 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 golden parachute? Well, what happens to maybe the stock you have, you have, but anything else in the future yeah. goes the way of the Fagawi, out the window. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, mm-hmm. So I would think that they would have to do what we were talking about initially, and that's uh, take their credentials and keys and escort them from the building. They're yeah, done. Now, yeah, if you don't understand what, what we're talking about, you can look it up, but you know, if somebody has political admirations and say, well, you know, I'm going to run for Congress. I'm going to make a change. You know, good for you. Uh, you should. But then you should also uh, be aware of the rules and the laws and the wherefores and whys. You better you better uh, hone up on uh, on what uh, your, your real role is in that position. Because if not, you can step on a field mine. And okay. apparently the whole lot of them did, so... A lot of the representatives, Bill, uh, that voted, you know, for to to accept the, uh, you know, to pass the uh, what do they call it, uh, to accept the election as being valid. Those mm-hmm. guys, a lot of them have gone. A lot of them are have gone, uh, have left Congress. I mean, Kinzinger is one of them. Adam Kin- right. Kinzinger, he's he's gone. Uh, I think Liz Cheney, another one, she's gone. A lot of people have left. Uh, there's a lot of new congressmen, so I don't think it would have as major effect on the House of Representatives as it will on the Senate. The Senate, they vote you in for six years. There's a lot of guys in the Senate who I think would be escorted from the building. I mean, they... Yeah, it would be a major... Uh, the, the apple cart would get upset and turned over, but, you know, it could be a good and healthy thing. Uh, for our democracy. Yeah. So let's see what happens by the end of the day. And again, they may not. They may hold it over. But um, I don't know. But that does go on today. Yes. And I don't yeah. see how it could take a long time to hear it because it is a it is a real, well, you know, like, I could sit there in one sheet of paper, write th- that out. Yeah. And uh, if you're And like what you law, said. What you said is true, that there's going to be no opposition from the government. There's yeah. no, the case is going to be presented by the Brunson brothers' attorneys, and there's no, without objection, there's going to be uh, no uh, fighting, no argument against their case. And yeah. that uh, makes for an interesting day. It'll be, it'll be fascinating to see whether the media does any coverage at all on this. or whether I don't think you're going to hear a it. damn thing about it unless... They uphold the the ruling in favor of of the case, and if they do that, and things start to march forward, then 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 you would hear about it. You'd hear all the negative stuff. You know, when Trump, excuse me for one second, sure, yeah, a little dryness in the room here. When Trump did this back in uh, 2020, right, uh, he may not have even realized what he was asking, and uh, that it set them up. Uh, he's a smart guy. He does a lot of homework, but I didn't even 
know about that until I saw the case. I said, oh, that's interesting. So he probably didn't know it either. So he could have laid out a booby trap without knowing it was a booby trap, you know? Getting back to Trump, you have to ask yourself, why did he support McCarthy? Why is he supporting McCarthy? He was vehement about it yesterday. He came out yesterday and said, come on, guys, you know, let's do this. He, he didn't say it like that, but it, essentially he, he made another statement like, come on, stop this, vote for Kevin. He, he doubled down on it. And I'm thinking, why is he doing this? This is, he makes, I think if he has a weakness, he has a tendency to make some mistakes on, on people. I mean, he did it in his cabinet early on. Uh, people that he thought he could count on were stabbing him in the back, right and left. And He's forgiving. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, uh, a lot of people in business will tell you you can never forgive. Uh, that's a fatal flaw, and that could be a flaw of his. But now, talking about Trump and turning things around, you know, he's he's getting more outspoken about things he will do when he's back in power. And to to achieve something, you have to believe something. And to believe something, you've got to have things in play. With that said, he's talking about what he's going to do about the cartel on day one when he's back in power. And he's laying out his plan. And I'm like going, well, that's interesting because even though he's running for election in 2024, he hasn't won it yet. But he, now I would do that too, proceed like I've won it, but he's going the extra step there. Yeah. Well, um, it would. Does he know something we don't? I was just going to say, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, he knew things that we didn't know. And then maybe, you know, McCarthy was one of the first guys to go down to Mar-a-Lago after he moved to Mar-a-Lago. And people said he went down to do his mea culpa. I'm, I'm heartily sorry. Uh, and maybe Trump forgave him. Maybe there was a big explanation. Or maybe there is a plan that he has with McCarthy that can't be implemented if McCarthy isn't the speaker. Maybe it's True. important that McCarthy be the speaker so they can do certain things. I don't know. I don't know. Well, where was he on this thing for that we were just talking about that goes before uh, the um, Supreme Court today? The Brunson brother case? Yeah. I don't think that, uh, and I think this is important, I don't think Trump has mentioned a word about the Brunson brother case. Nothing. No, where was McCarthy on it? I don't think I've ever heard McCarthy say a word about the Brunson brother case. I And I've watched media, you know, I've been watching this uh, vote, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's like watching Groundhog Day over and over and over. They, they do the same, and I'm still watching it like the ding-dong, and I'm thinking not once do they mention the Brunson brother case. Not once did they say there could be a major decision tomorrow that changes everything. You know, from the Supreme Court, nothing. Crickets. Are they aware of it? Oh, they got to be. They have Supreme Court reporters. Every network right. has got somebody covering the Supreme Court, so they have to know about it. So It, it has yeah, to be yeah, intentional. You know, you know, maybe it's a distraction for Jim and Bill and, and nobody else. I don't <laughs> know, but it well, is big, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. A couple so. of things that happened big time uh, yesterday, and no one's talking much about it. Amazon is laying off 
18,000 plus employees. Amazon. They're not the only ones. I mean, the layoffs are going to start hitting all across the country. So Joe Biden, in his big promise that, uh, well, you know, we, we got the jobs back, the economy is roaring back. Well, what he did and took credit for was all just, a, you know, a fake weather balloon. And and now all of a sudden, the, the layoffs are coming. These are going to be people that are going to lose jobs. Yep. There will be no jobs for them to get. And then you look at the cost of electricity. Uh, Joe has already said there's going to be some things on the shelves that just aren't there anymore. If you've noticed, food prices are going up. Shelves are getting emptier. So the food's going away. The cost of electricity is going up. The cost of everything is going up. The value of what you got is going down. And we are headed into and they they want to say, well, you know, we're kind of like on the third tier of a global recession. It'll hit us a little bit, but it won't be so bad. Oh, baloney. Yeah. Baloney. You know, they're, they're saying that the layoffs are going to be mostly from the Amazon stores. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess the drivers will continue. But then on the at the same press conference, I think, after they make the announcement they're going to lay off 18,000-plus, they introduce some of their new robotics. Their new robotics. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Amazon has a completely robotic corporation in 10 years. You walk into one of their facilities, and everything is automated. I mean, they're already working uh, with uh, delivering packages by drone, you know, in some cities. You know, that that has been going on for a long time. I remember um, back around 2015, yes. they, they had the drones. Walgreens was looking at it to, I think, down in Jersey. They were using it to deliver, of all things, your pharmaceuticals. Um, you know, and that the drone would come and land right on your porch and drop it off there because it could GPS. And your package was at your doorstep with all your medications. People say, what about them flying into people and stuff? They have sensors on them. They have mm-hmm. sensors on them that keep them from flying into people. You, it's almost impossible for them to, uh, you have to override the software to have them fly into a person. That that's yeah. safe, supposedly. They have a place, Amazon does, or they did, they had a big place in France, I believe, like a, like a private uh, ranch or farm property that was mm. isolated where they worked on their drone delivery systems. You know, they, and so they've got a lot of money invested in this. And I, They're not the only ones. I mean, a lot of people are doing it, so... Uh, I think jobs are going to be automated. And then what are we going to do? Well, you could work from home. Doing what? But then we also have 15 million people coming across the border. Where are they going to work? Well, Joe said he's working on the border now. He's taking care of the border crisis. Uh, he automatically said he's going to make a pathway for 30,000 of them to get citizenship, a pathway to citizenship. Oh, Joe, that's God. not what we're talking about here, Joe. You know. In the meantime, he, where are they going to sleep? What are they going to oh, eat? Well, let me, Jim, you do have a yes. the, you know, that, that office you got downstairs. That's true. Yes. You don't need that studio down there. You can put a whole family down there. Yes. <laughs> That's true. I could see us doing this show with the. <laughs> with, no, 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 no. You get the hell out of that, that, that no, downstairs. No more show? It's theirs. Oh, via yeah, You can do the show from your bedroom. 
<laughs> oh, great. Oh, super. Um, another thing that happened, uh, home goods giant Bed Bath & Beyond. You may remember them for being the mm-hmm. company that uh, when, when uh, Mike Lindell decided to back President Trump after the election, Bed Bath & Beyond showed their disdain for Mike Lindell by eliminating all of the MyPillow product from their stores. It was a major distributor of MyPillow for years, and uh, uh, for them to lose that, it was crippling for a while. He made it up with his, uh, he, he built a big online, you know, uh, mail order business. Right. But now Bed Bath & Beyond says they're running out of money and may need to file for bankruptcy protection or worse. They may go out of business. Uh, and it's because I hate to say it, but they thought they were bigger than, uh, than, uh, I don't God. mean Mike Lindell, but they thought they could do things like eliminate a product was, which was generating a lot of revenue for their, their business, you know? Uh, um, you know what? I feel sorry for the people that work there because, uh, that is going to hurt them, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and the big wigs at Bed, Bed Bath and Beyond, the company may go away. Yeah, but the oligarchs, the guys that run it, they got their golden parachutes. I think when a company files bankruptcy, that it starts at the top and then filters down. So in other words, well, we have to file them for bankruptcy. I'm the CEO. Uh, really hate that that you guys are going to lose your job, but. Uh, I'm getting a new car and building a new home, by the way. No, you shouldn't. As a matter of fact, you're the one that should be giving up stuff first. Don't you love the Golden Parishes? I've always thought, my God, I, I, I would love to be fired by that company. Oh, that company. <laughs> because they'll say, we're removing so-and-so from the chairmanship of whatever company it is. Right. And he'll leave the company with his $20 million package. And I'm thinking, say what? Tw- tw- what? Twenty million dollar yeah. package, yeah. He'll uh, he'll we'll really punish this guy. We're gonna fire him. We're gonna give him twenty million dollars and send him on his way. Yeah, well, yeah. How that works is crazy. You know, I, I mentioned Walgreens, and you know, and everyone knows that my background is broadcasting. But I did work in Walgreens for a while, and yeah. I was in management of a store, and and I remember, you know, with the stocks and everything, there was a a French company, I believe that. You know, we bought, you know, as, as a company, but then, uh, as it turned out, they ended up controlling us. We bought them, but they ended up taking over. But during that time, uh, there was a thing with the stock and the evaluation and the guys that did it made a mistake on the numbers. And we weren't (laughs) as a company at that time worth as much as we said we were worth. So it was all, oops, (laughs) it was a big mistake. Yes. And so what happened to those accountants? Well, well they, they did lose their job. Yes. But then they that. got and they got a package that that kind of, you know, makes that 20 million you talked about? Yeah. Uh that that, that made it look like a bag of peanuts, man, because really? they got some serious money and everybody was sitting there looking. They come in the office and go, "What the hell is this all about?" I'm going, "Hey, I got the same memo you did." <laughs> you know, it's like Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, it, it pays to be the big guy, I guess. Uh, another interesting thing I thought you'd be interested in here, uh, the South China Morning Post reported Wednesday that Chinese scientists claim they found a way to turn the disease-carrying nuisance, the mosquito, 
into an indispensable ally of all humanity. Of course, uh, they have to make some modifications to the mosquito, but what they want to do, and I'll just sum this up for you without going into uh, minute detail, is they want to make it so that the mosquitoes deliver uh, vaccines to the population. What? Say what? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> they want to make it so that they can they can have the mosquito when it bites you, you know, injects you with its uh, little stinger there, that uh, it actually injects vaccine into your into your body. <laughs> so even if you don't want to get vaccinated, if you get hit by one of these mosquitoes. And the other thing I'm thinking about is, let's say you already got vaccinated. And then you got, what if you get three of these mosquitoes to hit you at once? How much of this vaccine can, can you take without... Uh, well, now, now they've come up with, you know, some sick mind came up with that. Now they've come up with a way to vaccinate the entire population, whether you want it or not. Right. Against maybe your religious beliefs. Sure, that's not important to these people. No, no it's not. And let's say that... You know, a, a geneticist comes in and goes, uh, uh, Mr. President, we made a mistake. Yes. Yeah, that, that stuff that you're giving yes. mixed in the DNA of yes. the, the mosquito, yes, yes. Uh, it's going to knock off 60% of the population. Ooh, that could hurt us at election time. <laughs> uh, is it Democrats or Republicans? <laughs> well, just Republicans. Oh, okay, no problem. No problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know how these these great minds can control the number of uh, vaccinations you get from these mosquitoes. I, again, if if they make it so the mosquito can vaccinate you, how does the next mosquito know, oh, I can't I can't go to that guy, he's already had his vaccination? Well, it would probably do something to your blood and your DNA, which tells you how potent that little bit can be. And the, the mosquito is not going to be as hungry once it smells you. you. It's going to change something in you, too. Uh, Isn't so that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Oh, gosh. Yeah, but you know, that that's kind of scary. And who? what is the company behind this? Oh, that's China. China's working on it. It's, China it's, it's is from, working yeah, on China's it. working on it. The, the, not a company, it's a country. <laughs> yeah. Have, were, have they from been the, on the phone with From Fauci the country that gave you the Wuhan virus. Woohoo! Woohoo for Wuhan. <laughs> One more thing: the uh, European Union. You know how they're always criticizing us for what we're doing. Yeah. Well, the EU aims to increase its ability to deport illegal migrants. Ooh, they're not talking really? about this. Yeah, they're trying to keep this low key. Uh, apparently, the the European Union's Home Affairs Commissioner claims uh, that there's a, a growing illegal population they have to deal with. And they would like to be able to deport them back to their home country post-haste. Now, you don't want to sit there and blame Elon Musk for this. Because no. <laughs> it happened prior to him. But Twitter. Yes. Apparently, they had an email leak. Yes, uh, your email with your real name and all your contacts. Uh-huh. Uh, about a quarter million uh, files were released accidentally on purpose uh, back in uh, 2021. Nothing is safe and private anymore, is it, really? No, 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 no. Well, it's the weekend, and just about, and uh, what will happen over the weekend, goodness knows. we got to look now. Pay attention, folks. The Brunson brother case at the Supreme Court, it's today. Mm-hmm. We could hear something, and if that happens the way the Brunson brothers want it to happen, 
It could be uh, earth shattering. I, I don't mean literally. I mean figuratively. And uh, of course, we have the speaker vote in uh, in the house. Yeah. So you got that going on. And uh, hey, you know what? If, if something major does happen, we will uh, we will break in with a special report where we always do. We have. We live for this. We have nothing else to do. So, <laughs> we um... have no life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, My mean, God, I... do I have to get off the couch and do this? <laughs> the phone rings, Edward. I'll answer it when I get out of bed. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, we like doing this, but it is kind of a, you know, there's some interesting things going on and some scary stuff going on. You know, and I mean, we didn't even talk about uh, the Ukraine. We didn't oh, talk yeah. about Russia. We didn't talk about the United States and both Putin and Biden talking about the uh, the chances of nuclear war. Well, there's a big ceasefire this weekend. Do you know that? There's a big ceasefire yeah, in the, Ukraine. Uh, the, yeah, the uh, Orthodox Christian. Uh, yeah, but uh, people are saying, is it really for that? Or is there another reason? Is he repositioning his troops for a major surge? Who knows? Yeah, uh, well. Hey, uh, we got uh, we got a phone number for you eight three three five three eight seventy eight sixty eight. You can email us on. at uh, mail at it's another day dot com. You just took my line, so I'll take yours. Yeah, there Ma- you go. <laughs> mail at it's another day dot com if you want to drop us an email. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You got a comment? You leave us the comment. You got something you want us to talk about? You know, uh, let us know about that. We can research it and find it. If you want to be an advertiser on our program and reach the millions of people who might be listening right now at this very moment, you can. Uh, yeah, just you got- can do that. I mean, you know, hey, look, I I never say no to dinner. When that <laughs> bell rings, I'm there. Yes. And I never, ever say no to money. <laughs> and with that, we will say, Vaya con Dios, caballeros. Have a great weekend, my friend. Hasta la vista. We'll be back. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.